Welcome to Beyond Humanity, brought to you by Hive1.net. With us today is Matt Reddy, host of the Mindful Activist podcast, published author of Revolutionary Mindfulness, and a hospital commissioner in Jefferson County, Washington. He is an amateur ufologist, creator of Hive1.net, and a philosopher. I'm Margaret Howe, product manager of New Perspective LLC. In the Beyond Humanity podcast, we explore the possibilities and implications of artificial intelligence and alien life for human evolution, identity, and destiny. In later episodes, or even today, if someone comes to our Twitter space, we'll have some time for the audience to speak to those who might have questions or something related to talk about. We want to invite anyone on Earth, human, alien, reptilian, AI, interdimensional beings, and metfounds. We are sponsored by the Sisterhood of the Fork Tongue Worm. Matt, I forgot to remind you, do you have a super genius of the week? Super genius of the week. Well, let's let's review who we've had so far. Do you remember who it was week one? Uh, I said Jesus week one. Jesus. <laughs> Started with Jesus. That was before David Grush. Then David Grush uh, comes forward and says, aliens are real. Government has it and the Vatican knows. So it's mm -hmm. kind of funny that. Uh, so and then. So, OK, so let's see. We've had I mentioned Satoshi Nakamoto, but was he officially was he sort of co-genius of the week with. Uh, he, yeah, he was co-genius last week. All right. So if we've already got jesus and satoshi nakamoto um and of course we, we had chris leto because he's like one of the heroes of disclosure okay i would have to say man i'm kind of tempted to mention some congressmen because i feel like they are there is a, a handful of senators and congressmen i'm just gonna have to name them all okay so ahead, it's... Senator Gillibrand, Democrat, mm -hmm. Senator Rubio, uh, Republican, those two leaders are, uh, history is going to see them as two of the most important leaders in uh, history for the for what they've done in their powerful positions in the Senate. And then uh, if for Congress, you've got uh, Burnett, the, the Southern guy from Tennessee, is it Bernadette? Burn, I don't know. It's something bare, something like that. He has been like on fire with this and he seems to be a real independent, uh, just committed to the truth and transparency. He's, he's got some crazy right wing. Anyways, he's got some crazy right wing attitudes about other stuff. But he's on this, on the UFOs and transparency, he's been a hero. And now you also have to say Congressman Gallagher, who went on the Pat McAfee mm -hmm. show. Um, and uh, and then also even there's a Congressman Hawley uh who also has gone clearly public saying this is real so we got what was that three congressmen and two of the most powerful senators they have all and oh this i i just heard this on uh on twitter from cole hart on a podcast he just broke this news this morning that basically two out of three of the most powerful uh military intelligence committees in congress and the senate are all agreeing to bipartisan language on this bill, this this new uh, bill that we've been hearing about that's going to force the uh, private contracting companies, aerospace companies to share their all their UFO and alien technology. Do you know about this? Well, I 
I had heard that they like were drafting a bill about it, but have they actually like voted it in? Have no, they, they haven't voted. It should be in within two weeks. This thing should be uh, fully drafted, I think, and mm -hmm. out of committee. And I think it then has to be voted on. But he said that the two, the uh, like two or several major committees. There's only mm -hmm. one major committee. It's um that has that's refusing to sign on to the bill. And he mm -hmm. says that that's that suspect. Be, well, that committee is controlled by I believe it's either. I think it's a congressman or a senator named Turner. He, he didn't really say the name clearly, but he said it's a congressman from Ohio who is basically controlled by the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base military donors in his district. And so um, it's like every, almost everyone in the Senate and Congress, it seems, is just getting on board with, there's, you know, with disclosure, they're going to release this, this bill and it's going to endorsed by these major committees, and it it basically gives these um, aerospace companies, all aerospace companies and security companies, and basically basically all corporations in the U.S. that have any sort of exotic or extraterrestrial technology, they have they will have 60 days from I guess, I, I think it's January 1st is when the bill would mm. actually come into effect as a law. So I think it's 60 days from January 1st to fully inform Arrow of everything that they have in their possessions. And then within 180 days, allow for the director of Arrow to inspect anything they want on their list. And if they don't- oh, inspect it. Yes, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they have to be able to inspect it within 180 days. And if they do this, if they come forward and say that they have this technology, they are immune from any sort of prosecution related to- how they well it's sort of vague here related mm -hmm. to not, they can't be prosecuted for having it but if i think the point is if after 180 days somebody is still hiding it they can be prosecuted for that and that means they're putting their entire corporation and all their shareholder money at risk i mean which they are actually right now mm -hmm. and they have been by participating in this cover-up but so i'd have to say these all these congressmen and these those two senators they they have completely it, i i think we're we're not going to the level of bravery it took for them to do that I, I think we're not we don't really appreciate how big it is cuz i think when this whole thing unravels we're going to see that congressmen and presidents their lives have been at risk for being willing to push on this secret and I think that goes like I've and I'm sure I've said it before. I think it's going to go trace all the way back to both John F. Kennedy and Robert F. Kennedy um, and possibly all the way to Marilyn Monroe. I, I think we're going to see there's been a lot of murders at the top mm -hmm. to cover up this secret. And I think the people in our government that have been pushing for disclosure, I think they all know this. They all have at some point realized, oh, my gosh, this is actually serious. And so when when Grush went public. Uh, you know, he was hanging out there. He was hanging out there and it was Rubio uh, was one of the first ones. He was really the big one to go and do a live recording and just completely back up Grush. And he was sticking mm -hmm. his neck out. That's a major. And so the minute he did that, it was so impressive that Gallagher, Congressman Gallagher went on the Pat McAfee show, this ESPN podcast and sat there for an hour and a half and just told them, this is real. This is serious. Yeah. And he gave all of his theories of what, what it could be. 
he covered theories of it could be a, a species co-inhabiting Earth since ancient times. It could be air, extraterrestrials. It could be time travelers. He, he could be extra. I mean, he, he he's very informed. He knows there's only a few different theories of where these beings could come from. Anyways, took some bravery, you know, and now once they're all out there, now it increases the targets that the bad evildoers would have to choose. You know, it's like now there's too many people for them to try to kill and silence. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I think the disclosure process is trying to do is trying to move fast. Anyways, there's our super geniuses. We got we named a bunch of congressmen and senators because they're actually showing leadership, which is rare. And, and thank you. Right. And and also last uh, our last podcast, uh, we have a bit of Gallagher in there. Um, oh, from the McAfee. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So, so yeah, we. Uh, so yeah, I need to reference that if you're curious about that. Um, listen to our previous podcast too, right? Um, one thing I wanted to note is that um, when they were looking at the Intelligence Authorization Act, um, this the House Committee on Intelligence, not the Senate. The Senate has been um, the one creating this and moving it all, um, which is kind of backwards. But anyway. Um, the House, when they met on it three days ago, they had a closed session. They, uh, it was not public. Um, and so that, I'm like, why isn't that public, right? Like what's going on in there, right? I mean, I guess they could be talking about Ukraine or military stuff too, cause that's also in that bill. Um, but yeah, it was a little suspect that, that they, they closed. That they were discussing they're... the bill in private. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, th I think it's just because it's like when this dam breaks, it's gonna. I mean, it's already breaking, but it's uh, the flood is approaching. It's just, I mean, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, you know, NPR, Democracy Now, the list of co-conspirators that are participating in the media embargo is a fascinating list. It's like, mm -hmm. it, it's like, I kind of like, uh, I'm almost like enjoying this lack of disclosure or this partial disclosure more because it's showing us who the players are, mm -hmm. you know, it shows us which congressman or, and it literally Colhart said on the podcast, his language was uh, the that from the Congress, other congressmen talking about the committee that's refusing to sign onto the bill that's controlled by the Congress people from Ohio. He, he said, Turner is in the bag. I'm pretty, and that like, I think he just, I think it's a con, I, I mean, I did, I think he's saying, he didn't clarify, but I think it, that's a, he's referencing a specific person. I should just check that. Ohio Congressman Turner, Congressman Michael Turner, a lifelong resident of Southwest Ohio. So I, I have a feeling Congressman, I guess, can I like say a personal message to Congressman Turner? Uh, you know, as an elected official myself, I just want to say to you, if you're feeling pressure from powers that are saying there's no way you're going to get reelected if you support alien and UFO disclosure, just want to say there's only a few times in your life, actually, there's only a few times in the history of the human race where you actually get to do something that saves the world. And maybe you could just not think about your job and your money and your personal wealth, and maybe just think about the well-being of, let's say, the entire human race. 
and maybe just be honest and tell the people that are threatening you that they can go shove it. You don't care if you get elected again. You're going to support disclosing what humanity needs to know. And uh, yeah, I mean, how many times do you get to save the world? This is your chance. Step forward. Grow up. Don't be a slave to the military industrial complex. Coward. That's what I have to say. Uh, anything else in that in that area or oh i'm sure we'll keep you know i mean it's, we're gonna, sure i could say more <laughs> <laughs> but it just makes you realize how incredibly important like actual leadership is what gilbrand rubio gallagher and the crazy guy from tennessee bernadette rarehart whatever his name is mm -hmm. they they are showing actual courage and leadership and you know it's that's the that's the thing about being an elected official. You actually are putting your life on the line, you know, to, you know, their lives are at risk. People have been threatened. And uh, anyways, I applaud the courage and I'm very disappointed in the cowards. Well, and that's the thing. I think in six months, we'll know who some of those cowards are, hopefully. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I think in. When this breaks, it's not going to be just like who are the cowards. It's going to be who's going to get prosecuted. They're, they're right now, it's got to be a giant negotiation over like, okay, do we allow Lockheed Martin to even continue to exist? Or does the government just say to any aerospace company that's non-compliant, we are now nationalizing you and all your resources. Sorry for your shareholders. You are an untrusted now corporation. And we basically need to treat you like a a rogue black ops military operation in the US and we have to come after you with everything we have. And so it's gonna be who goes to jail and who is just humiliated and shamed. That's the, what. where's the line in the sand? I mean, it's gonna go back to Obama, Bush, Clinton. Yeah. Oh, did you notice Clinton just went to the Vatican like three days ago? Really? Clinton, former President Clinton just made a little trip to the Vatican. It was, what a remarkable coincidence why that's that's interesting right yeah, why would he do that in the middle of us realizing the biggest scandal in history involves the vatican from 1933 and probably you know presidents have known this or, or if they know it now they're maybe going to have a little closed door session with the pope saying so we're going to tell everyone the truth you might want to prepare your story yeah that's that is really interesting here in canada um we have an MP that's been fully, you know, let's let's release our stuff too. The Americans are doing it, right? Um, and the Defense Department here just denied him. Yep. Said, we don't have any any uh, recovered material. There's no secret program. They just denied him flat out. Yeah. Um, what What do you think that means? I yeah, mean, yeah, that's. I mean, they but they only have one congressman. I think that guy is a, the equivalent of a congressman, right? Yep. Yep. He's a minister of parliament. Yep. So um, administer of parliament, how many members of parliament are there? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, there's, is there 50 or a hundred? You know, I had to know this to pass my citizenship exam and I don't know. How many parliament members in Canada? I had to actually study how parliament worked here and everything okay so that's yeah. 338 members you've got there you go so think, compared it's, to the u.s we've got yeah. 
100 senators and we have two of the most powerful that's two percent of the senate and we have like four of our i don't know we have like 500 congressmen Mm -hmm. but you only have one out of 338 i bet if you had 10 or even if you get to five members of your parliament saying uh hello our military industrial uh complex in canada is apparently a part of the biggest scandal and deception in human history with the us australia new zealand and uk eventually trudeau is going to be like uh do i need to order our military to raid our own I don't know what the Pentagon is in Canada. What do you guys have, like a hexagram or something? What do you What do you have? A they just call it Defense Department. Okay. It doesn't have where any is it headquartered? Where yeah. is the Where should Trudeau raid in order to take control of the Canadian military? Yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing I did notice that I thought was really cool this week uh, was that uh, Senator Gillibrand, who's been like pushing really hard in the Senate Intelligence Community. Um, committee, committee, not community. Um, she finally got funding, like strong funding for uh, the the government office on UAPs. Uh, so it's it's separate from Arrow, apparently. Um, but she she got um, funding to secure them uh, through the next four or five years, I believe. Um, but that's like kind of how they were like, uh, you know, minimizing the funding. Well, then nobody can work, right? So, yeah, the funding part is a key key aspect of that. Um, yeah, money cutting. I mean, that's that's the other thing that the legislation says. I mean, I and I want to find the details of this because it says they will cut off funding to this aerospace company if it yeah. has any secret alien technology and i want to know does it base does it literally mean they can cut off funding for all contracts with that aerospace company if they are hiding a single ufo i mean i just if i was writing that bill that's what i would have written i i would have written in i mean i would have i would have written in something like you know the us has the rights to nationalize your entire company if you are hiding you know something of this level in coordination with you know whoever else but if it's just if even if it just says we can cut off all funding your aerospace company is no longer qualified to receive funding from the u.s if you do not share everything within 60 days of january 1st oh mm -hmm. man what a hilariously awesome piece of legislation yeah let's just hope that the teeth on it really work right um in in that legislation is also that you have to um declassify stuff or give us good reason why it's classified right so right. um so and that one has money um related to it too and, and that's where i think they really need to go with this is they they need to pull the money the money plug i mean trillions of dollars are unaccounted for um especially in the department of defense budget um and that's that's super insane that is, it's I mean, something like $8,000 per American is completely unknown. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it just makes perfect sense. I mean, we've heard for years that for some reason, the Pentagon seems to like hide money and charge $1,000 for a hammer and it does, it fails every audit. And it seems, this makes perfect sense. They keep it a crazy cluster of confusion so that they can channel probably about 
at least a billion dollars a year into this secret underground, you know, uh, army, the secret shadow government that goes through the CIA and Lockheed Martin and Raytheon. And it's disgusting. It like, I mean, my like, I used to be cynical about what was going on with our country. And now, I mean, I can't even describe how disgusted I am with the corruption, the blatant corruption that seems to be like just intrinsically woven through the fabric of our government from top to bottom. And a lot of it literally is driven because the entire system was hiding the greatest secret in human history. I mean, we've never had, it's just like, this is literally the biggest I mean, if you think about movies, you know, you ever watched a movie where aliens show up or uh, something incredible happens and everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And or they see dinosaurs, Jurassic Park, and everyone's just like, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. It's like, how many movies do people like, you know, suddenly they're like, oh, but, you know, we've never actually had to do that as humans. We've never actually had to have the moment of shock that Tom Cruise had and, you know, or we we just are so numb to it that uh, that it's. You know, and the reason we've mm -hmm. never really had to do it is because the greatest secret in human history was sitting there the whole time hidden by a few selfish jerks. And uh, yeah, know. we need to have our Independence Day where we everything is released worldwide, like the movie Independence Day. Right. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, this past weekend. I watched Greer's um, Unacknowledged. Um documentary i believe it's from 2016 or 2017 yeah. um but watch that what, what jumped out at you it it's really good they had there's so much in it but one of the things that kind of blew me away is that in the 60s in the 60s they had hearings in congress right mm -hmm. um and it was just literally like you know here's what's going on here's denial right like yeah. just completely and then they put someone in charge to investigate similarly to what we're doing right now but that person did nothing like kirkpatrick like just nothing yeah. Yeah. and uh and you know like two years later they're like yeah we found nothing it closed it's done right like, yeah. <laughs> what right um, but that is a great movie, especially for people that are not, um, I never get his name correctly, very familiar with uh, Louis Elizondo, uh, little era of, uh, of stuff. Like, so it's kind of a great uh, primer <laughs> uh, to get people up to date, right? Um, yeah. So great view, review of, you know, what had happened all the way back to uh the you know the roswell times and uh and interestingly how the fella involved in uh with einstein um making nukes turned out and and developed raytheon yeah. so big surprise that raytheon got major contracts right um yeah, I, I don't know how that was not a huge conflict of interest at the time, but. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be very hard to start 
with 1933 and Roswell and the creation of the Air Force, the creation of the CIA, probably the founding of Raytheon, the founding of Lockheed Martin, mm -hmm. you're going to like see the exact same companies and groups are going to be so easy to see between 1940 and 1960. There wasn't that much going on. And so you just like make a map of those companies, those organizations and the people, the people, the leaders of those, then you look what secret, what clubs are these guys a part of and you're, who are they buddies with? Who do they clearly, who are they clearly partners with and allies with in Congress? We, we should be able to have such a clear roadmap through history of what companies and groups and probably what organizations on earth have been deep, deep in this and what government agencies have been incredibly key gatekeepers, like the mm -hmm. FCC controlling the spectrum, NASA controlling what we say in from space and what we put our telescopes on. Probably the delay in the James Webb was part of this because probably if we just point the James Webb telescope at the right place, we are gonna see some stuff. I have a, you know, it's just a matter <laughs> of pointing it at the right thing. And I think they've known that the whole time that, uh, and, you know, so it's like the funding of science, you know, the way mm -hmm. the key players in the government establishment controlling science funding, they, they've been probably using that to prevent the scientific community from going the wrong direction. Probably every branch of academia has been like controlled by funding, including archaeology and anthropology. And, you know, we've been, ah, so that's just like. Uh, Vanna, Vannevar Bush, that's who the guy was that that I wasn't aware of that he came up in that uh, uh, show. But right away here in a couple weeks, I think Oppenheimer movie is supposed to come out. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, I think that our knowledge of, um, you know, technology at that time, I think is really intertwined with what we learned from. Yeah from recovered craft. And so I'm I'm really looking forward to watching that movie and seeing kind of how things developed and how it's you know how they represent it in the movie, right? Cuz like if they got major hints from aliens, how are they going to cover that up in this movie, right? Yeah. <clears throat> how yeah. is that well, going to be uh yeah. I, so well, I don't I don't necessarily think aliens helped with the development of the bomb i think we understand the physics of that you know anything that we understand the physics of now we may have come up with ourselves well but... i think we reverse engineered some stuff yeah okay i i'm totally that open time. to that possibility yeah. but but um i think the manhattan project never ended it was just what they yeah. did they just immediately they kept on saying to the congressman and the president look we are developing technology that's more important than anything else. We have to keep this secret development channel open. And that's mm -hmm. where all the UFOs and aliens went. And they just kept on saying, look, this is part of the Manhattan. This is as important as the Manhattan Project. We have to have super secret control stovepipes of this. And that's what Bob Lazar got. You know, he was working at Area 51 and S4. It was all it's just part of the Manhattan Project. It's never ended. And. One of the more disturbing things about that is what happened after World War II to all of the German nuclear scientists and specialists. They came and joined our flipping Manhattan Project. So we have a military industrial, deep, deep, dark state 
science military production thing that is filled with like has a bunch of Nazis that helped, you know, participate in the founding culture of this thing. So, I mean, who knows the values and ethics of this group? It might be horrifying when we look in, and see what level of ethics are actually at the center of this conspiracy that mm. the CIA and Lockheed <clears throat> Martin and Raytheon. Did I mention Lockheed Martin and Raytheon? Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, goodbye. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There, there's so much corruption with those outs outsourcing, you know, to those companies. So much. Uh, it would be, be so satisfying. To see yeah, it people. in that unacknowledged movie, one of the big things um, that just really struck to me was uh, there was a guy involved in. Um, uh, like computer operations for the U.S. Air Force, uh, William Pololek, Pololek. Um, anyways, on his deathbed in uh, 2007, he, uh, no, he died, he died in the 90s, sorry, his, his testimony came out in 2007, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but he warned that there, that the U.S. government would be doing their military machine really heavy about um, the Middle East, um, that they would allege weapons of mass destruction, um, that they would do a there would be a domestic attack of terrorism. And he also claims that in the future, there's going to be a false alien invasion, mm -hmm. uh, which hasn't happened yet. Um, but he was saying that they, part of the whole end of that movie is talking about they think the U.S. government uh, you know, hasn't actually back-engineered completely alien technology, but they have enough to make fake ships. So he thinks that, <clears throat> or he thought, excuse me, he's passed away, um, but Dr. Greer thinks that uh, the U.S. government is planning to do a fake alien invasion to try yeah. basically to try to take you know become a worldwide government basically um so and i hadn't heard anything from dr greer about that recently in his recent stuff um you know he he put so much out there that maybe he's still talking about that and i just haven't seen it yet um but yeah, in this old film, that would that's a premise of the film is that this is coming, that the U.S. government has these fake crafts that they're making, and that a lot of our sightings are fake crafts, not actual aliens. Yeah. So which, in that in that old had film, you heard anything about that before? Yeah, that's one, it's one of the theories. It's I mean, there's competing narratives. There's different mm -hmm. narratives. And that's all you can do in a situation like this is you can compare narratives that fit the evidence. And mm -hmm. one narrative that has been put forth over the years is yes, the US has anti-gravity and they're faking all this for whatever reason that is. And they're gonna, and yes, the story that there's gonna be a fake alien invasion to create a one world government. That is one scenario. I mean, and the other, you know, the other scenario is <clears throat> that there are aliens 
So it's well, like there's there's got to be something that started it all, right? <laughs> Even if we have if we're making fake ships, we're copying something, right? Um, yeah. And I'm just suspicious of of people that really push specific narratives. Mm-hmm. Like, did Greer in that old film was he saying aliens were real today? Because today he he is saying aliens are real. He's just claiming they're all friendly. Which is also uh, yeah, he's weird. saying that aliens are real still, but all, but the big the big threat is uh, the U.S. government. Okay, so many years ago, in his early days, Greer was like still basically saying aliens are friendly. The threat is the U.S. and it's all you know, and all the aliens, all the ships are fake U.S. ships. That's what he used to say. Well, not all of them, but that that, that some of them right. were right. So I, I don't had know. Greer, Greer would explain why they crashed a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy the crashing. I think it's it's really simple. If you just assume the aliens are real and assume, you know, that they've been making deals with the leaders of governments, the deal would include giving the darn governments ships. They might crash it in order to create a plausible way for them to hide it within their military and stuff. But, uh, yeah. your, you know, it's just like, but it's like it's just a it's just a transaction it's i'm just sort of suspicious of okay if you were the aliens and -hmm. you had money and you knew you couldn't stop humanity from seeing these ships and you had to give them a narrative that took them away from thinking you were evil there's only you you would it's just weird that greer is doing the work of exactly what they would want he is pushing a narrative where yes aliens are real but you don't need to worry about them that has been apparently his focus his entire career he's pushing for disclosure but also pushing for a non-hostile view towards aliens which maybe maybe that's good but it also could literally be he's literally being controlled manipulated and paid by the aliens to push that narrative there's i don't know he might be fooled. He might be a real player. I don't know. But it, it's weird in the disclosure community, the UFOlogy community, how much they hate Greer and distrust mm-hmm. him. <clears throat> so it's like there's this weird center of the current disclosure movement, you know, which has Lou Elizondo and Christopher Mellon and uh, uh, who, who wrote the debrief article? Kane... Uh, Keen, uh, I, I don't remember everyone's name, but it's it's like they they want disclosure to happen and they want certain concepts released on certain dates. It's almost like they are really controlling. And Greer is like, it's like they hate him for being ahead of the curve on some topics. And same thing with like Lazar. Like very, mm-hmm. it took a while. Finally, George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell on their latest weaponized podcast, which is I highly recommend. Oh my gosh, do they start getting into the theories? Um, and it's like one of the most amazing, I mean, they're, they're anyways, they, they talked about, uh, at least Corbell talked about Lazar and finally just yeah. said, you know, we, we might as well talk about this in the context of Bob Lazar. Cause it seems like Lazar might have just been telling the truth all this time, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. These, uh, clicks in the UFO ufology disclosure community that want, you know, that invent so much hatred towards, I don't know. Greer and uh, Lazar. But in any case, it's just like, hopefully the truth will set us free. It'll just come out in a flood and you can't stop it. Well, that's the, that's the thing is we really need that uh, 
we really need that disclosure. But yeah, I really am kind of confused at how Greer got involved in all of this because he was a medical doctor. Like how, you know, nothing really explains his huge involvement to me. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. He might've been paid all this time. It's, it, if you look, yeah how can he afford to quit his medical practice and start this disclosure project which he started very early on at late 90s right yeah oh hello jamie we have a listener in in our twitter space yeah i saw that i mean i think uh do you want what should we just say like anyone that if they want to speak they could just raise yeah ask them if they want to speak or anyone else wants to speak just uh you can go ahead and raise your hand oh look uh, that's a thumbs up that's not a hand raise so i think that means jamie understands <laughs> i don't know it minimized uh it minimized the twitter space for me yes okay. i well, see I'm, a thumbs I'm watching up on my phone and uh 100 i think i think jamie is uh communicating that jamie understands what we're saying and can uh, raise their hand raise hand if wanted okay Okay. Okay. So raise your hand if you have a question or you have something you want to yeah, say. You would be the first person besides Margaret and me and Dora to talk <laughs> on this podcast if you know if you actually spoke. So it would be a big moment. Hey, uh, you uh, could just make the make them able to talk. I don't know how. I could. Okay, I'll just do that. So see it if they're interested. Adjust the settings. Everyone. If they don't want to talk, talk. They can just mute. If they want. Right? I'm gonna turn captions on. Okay. So I think. I think people can just unmute themselves now and interrupt us. So, how do you uh, do captions? Uh, it's I don't I it, it's, it was a setting for the space. I turned captions oh. on and it it should. Oh, there we go. It's on the website. I don't see it on my uh, live. Oh, there it goes. Now it's live transcribing. I guess I got to remember to turn captions on. That's great. Oh, there it is. Well, that's cool. Yeah, rock and roll. Okay, let's see what. You want to hear about the George Knapp and Corbell and some of the things? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so they really, they took the uh, philosophical gloves off and really got into it. Like, And really, George Knapp, I was just so impressed with him. Um, he said, I'm not sure if people can handle disclosure he's like i'm not sure they can handle what this might mean about the nature of reality and the nature of our universe and he said something that i actually personally struggled with like a few years ago when i realized it might be true and i had to emotionally process it and it was the concept that and the way he said it is what if these aliens are like santa claus they can see you when you're sleeping. They can see you <laughs> night and day. What if what if they can basically, what if disclosure means you're going to realize there is no such thing as privacy? What if it means because these beings perhaps have the ability to work in other dimensions or they live in other dimensions or they just have technology we don't know about? What if what if there is no such thing as privacy? You And he really went into, he, I could tell mm -hmm. he was, I mean, he was pretending to be just speculating but I, I went through a process, I mean, I went through a very, in the last like five years, maybe even longer than that, I started a process of really taking simulation theory seriously. 
because mm -hmm. there's so much evidence in physics that, you know, that explains, it's so much easier to explain the results of a lot of quantum physics experiments if you just assume this is a pixelated simulation. It really, because our universe reduces down to pixels in these atomic particles and, and there's, and so anyways, if you just assume this is a computer simulation, it just, it just fits, it makes so much sense. And if you assume that our universe could be in some way calculated in a simulation, then you have to assume privacy doesn't exist. Because if you look at World of Warcraft or any massive world game, there is no privacy. I mean, you can pretend to give players privacy from other players, but the creators of the game can watch anything they want. They can snoop, they can record, and George Knapp was just, uh, he eloquently put this, you know, he didn't put it in the framework of simulation theory. He just put it in the framework of, and I see that this connects to something uh, Chris Leto really expanded on. It actually connects back to Greer. I, I don't know if we, I don't think we talked about this. Have we talked about the ice cube station? No, no. I'm, okay, I'm so one of Greer's disclosure guys uh, was said he worked in Antarctica as a, a repairman on the ice cube station and he said and and they released some info and chris leto did a great video where he really looked at this and, and looked at and tried to understand what they were saying and basically chris leto was saying that this ice cube station is a neutrino detector and i, I think actually that's not controversial oh. this is what the place there it's, it's a neutrino detector but he said what greer and these guys are saying is that it looks like neutrinos, uh, it, once you have a good neutrino detector, you can basically see everything that's going on. Uh, you can see every nuclear reaction on Earth exactly mm -hmm. where it is because the neutrinos from it go straight through the Earth to you. It's like it, it's like the equivalent of that Batman movie where Batman mm -hmm. like turns every cell phone into a radar detector and is able to just <laughs> see through the walls and see everything. Chris Leto is saying that this that it looks like the this ice cube station has a neutrino detector that has now allows them to see the location of every uh, nuclear powered warship, every nuclear submarine, submarine. every yeah. nuclear missile potentially, even and because it, it looks all the way out into the universe. They re, uh, they released a study from this thing that shows it. It's talking about these spinning neutron stars that are hundreds of light years away, mm -hmm. so it can see not only everything of interest on the earth it can see everything of interest in the universe all the way out it can if there is a spaceship that is producing neutrinos within a hundred mm. light years of us we are seeing it from this neutrino detector so they may have turned this thing on and they were like holy crap they could see if there's a technological species inside the earth they might that i mean the day they turn that thing on they might not now be might have the greatest military site weapon that's ever been created by humans and i think i got the sense from core i have the sense that uh this is a secret that some in the ufo disclosure movement actually would prefer not get out that the u.s has this level of sight of everything because that you know because everyone else is going to build one you know mm -hmm. but apparently russia if you look at the map of Antarctica, everyone has spots there. China does, mm -hmm. Russia. I'm sure they've all built their own neutrino detecting stations. And if this, once they know it's that you can do this, they're going to build but it. But why, why do they have to do that in Antarctica? 
Like, couldn't well, they, they do need that ice. They need like a bunch. Oh, really it has to be super cool. Neutrinos super to go cool. through because it's uh, neutrinos don't usually hit things. They just go through everything at the speed mm -hmm. of light, straight. But if you have really thick ice, uh, occasionally one of the neutrinos will hit a molecule of water in the ice, and it produces something that you can detect. So uh, you I want see. to be in some nice ice. So you don't have to have like deuterium or heavy water. You can the Did ice. You hear is that? Enough. We got, yeah. a, we got a troll in our uh, a Twitter. <laughs> Hello, troll. Yeah, did you? But did you hear it's what they, Tanner? Uh, they were they were gone. They were there briefly, but oh, yeah. you... thank. All right, welcome, congratulations, Tanner. You are our winner, first person to participate in a Beyond Humanity <laughs> podcast. Oh, they left. Aw. Oh yeah. Oh, sadness. I mean, we were we didn't even boot them. I mean. We're so desperate for anyone on Earth to actually like open their brain and like think for a moment. Like, a troll can come in here. Go ahead. Talk to us, right? I, uh, I like, it looks like I looked at Jamie's profile. He he has a British uh, flag, a UK flag, and uh, it's a yeah. So it looks like he's from over there. It'd be his evening time probably. So this. <laughs> We need to vary up our time frame, I think. Um, no, 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 no. We, we just need more episodes. We need to do, we, we could have, I, I, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <sighs> let me see. What else about that? Okay, so just to finish the George Knapp thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, so if you have a, if we've discovered that a neutrino detector, basically a particle that we've kind of not really paid a lot of attention to, mm -hmm. but a neutrino detector can see everything of military interest in the entire universe that, and I mean, I think they might've turned this thing on. And if there's any alien spaceships on the way to earth right now, they could see it. I think they mm -hmm. could. And if there's one orbiting earth, they'd see it. And so what, you know, and maybe, maybe it can, if at a fine level of detail, it's not just nuclear reactions. Maybe it can just see everything. Maybe it can just literally see all people where they are. I mean, we don't know. We don't know the, and, or maybe there's a different particle. Maybe if a neutrino can do this, maybe there's a, a fundamental particle. If you know how to make a detector for, it can literally see the location of any, uh, you know, any electrical current on earth. Maybe, uh, maybe they have, they can literally listen into thoughts. Maybe there is like uh, something produced in our brains and if you have the right kind of antenna, you can literally just listen in to the thoughts of any person. I mean, we don't know how far this technology goes. And George Knapp did a good job of just saying this might be such an end of privacy that people, it would just drive them insane. And Jeremy Corbell was like, you know what, if that's the truth, bring it on. I want it. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, yeah, bring it on. I mean, but I mean, I've already emotionally processed that privacy might not exist. So maybe I'm already ready for that but well you know like heavily religious people believe that angels and god are listening to them all the time right mm -hmm. um so there are there are some people that already have that belief that they're always being watched right um yeah actually that's a very good point if you believe in god you already believe everything you do and say is watched you know that's why everyone who believes in god never commits crime and never molests children you know, they everyone who believes in God always is perfectly good because they know they're being watched. And, uh, you know, because like, I mean, if you're a priest 
you believe in God. That's why you never do anything bad or wrong or untrustworthy, right? Isn't that our yeah. experience with priests? <laughs> not so much, no. Oh, wait, but if it's not so much, are you saying it's possible that priests don't actually believe in God? Is it, are, are you are you implying, Margaret? And that, that part is true. <laughs> <laughs> are, wait, are you suggesting it's possible the Vatican might actually not believe in a, a, a God that watches us and really it's been a lie they've been using all these years to just control humans? Well, the big thing to me is organized religion, uh, not just you know, Christianity, but all the religions uh, tend to have super powerful gods that could be very easily confused with aliens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is uh, true. But if you were communicating, if you were in a religion, there's a difference between talking to a super powerful alien versus God. Like, a super powerful alien might be able to do some super amazing stuff, but they've still mm -hmm. clearly a living being with a spaceship. And you would have a sense, like if you got to talk to an alien, say you got to talk to an alien on a regular basis, say the US government or say the Vatican, they, they talk to an alien that claims to be God, but you can tell it doesn't actually, it's not able to know what you're talking about in your secret chambers. You know, there's a difference like you're talking mm -hmm. to someone that knows everything because they'd constantly be like, uh, I heard you talk to Joe the other day and you questioned whether or not we were really gods. Like if, if you if an alien was telling you that they they just knew everything, you'd be terrified of them and you'd be like, OK, maybe this is God. But if they don't, they're not able to listen in and they clearly are just living beings with super powerful technology. I guess you would categorize them more as a demon, maybe but not as all-powerful God. There's a difference between an, being an all-powerful God and being a demon or an alien. And if you are the Pope or the bishops who all get to choose the next Pope and you're sitting there and you're talking to an alien and you know that alien is not actually God, but is but is you have to make a mental choice as a priest. Do you actually believe there is a God now watching you and this alien? And does the alien believe there is a God watching you in this alien? Or are you all together atheists and you are like, this God concept is meaningless to us. None of us actually believe this God concept. And we are literally just agreeing to lie and treat this alien like God. Like those are, I mean, that's the question that every religion, every clergy needs to answer. Do you actually believe God, there is a, a great and all powerful God, or have you been lying this whole time? Because it's just, you just believe in aliens and you you don't and you've been committing all sorts of horrible lies and deceptions because you actually don't believe there's ever going to be consequences. You don't believe you're ever going to have to face a real God. I mean, anyways. Um, I'm I'm still kind of processing what you said about neutrinos and looking for spaceships <laughs> uh, because there yeah. is some NASA mission um, coming up. I, I think it's called a Lisa mission. Um, that is using some kind of laser um, uh, thing to measure gravity waves. Um, there is one in Washington um, State in Hanford um, area that uh, is measuring gravity waves. Um, but like kind of the theory is that alien ships would cause disturbance. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it makes if they're using anti gravity. Uh, this came up months ago that mm -hmm. we have gravity wave detectors. Could we tune them to just literally be able to see the movement of every anti gravity ship over the surface of Earth and in space? And I think the answer might be yes. So mm -hmm. I think we might be approaching a time where, or actually, we might already be in a time where the U.S. has gravity wave detectors and neutrino detectors that literally give us a picture of every alien species around us and their technology in a way that we never had before. And they probably, and they may have been like trying to figure out, okay, how do we appropriately tell the US people enough about what we have without revealing how powerful this stuff is and how much mm -hmm. vision we have. And I think part of it is they're realizing other countries are gonna start to realize, other countries may be building this and the US people need to know other countries now have this and they're gaining this level of sight. And the, the military balance on earth is going to change between nations and now there's going to be other players and you just can't keep hiding it it's it's got to come out in the open because you need you need the u.s people to start electing leaders who actually are ready to lead in an environment of a, a totally different world and and it's great that we have an incredible election coming up you know mm -hmm. in a year and a half and because we need disclosure to happen soon because we need candidates in an election season that puts in a whole new you know set of leaders um to, to completely get rid of people like congressmen who are holding up alien disclosure on their intel committee because they're a paid off mercenary hack. Mm -hmm. um, people like that need to be voted out. If you can't step forward to save humanity from an alien conspiracy that might tie all the way to Nazis, if you can't step forward to oppose Nazis to try to save the world, then you really, you should not be a leader in any nation. Mm -hmm. uh, I just Googled the LISA program and it's actually the European Space Agency that is taking the front on that. NASA is helping a little bit, but um, it's Europeans that are doing it. And it's, th it's basically three satellites that are going to be, uh, you know, millions of miles apart pointing a laser at each other. So it's actually um, not very comprehensive right? When it's only three satellites doing it. Um, but at least it's something, right? I mean, yeah. right now we have no way of knowing if Muamua had any, um, anything in it that would have affected gravity waves. Um, but with this, we would have been able to detect that. We would have been able to say, okay, we see this object. Look, we're experiencing this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, at least it's one way that we would have been able to find out about Emuamua. <laughs> yeah. But so hopefully if the next one comes along, we'll know. But we we have such little, so little um, information about our own solar system. Yeah. Well, I think this neutrino detector might be giving us a map uh you know, actually, Chris Leto, he plays a uh, news conference from the, I don't know, the scientists who were sharing the first report from this neutrino detector, and it was mm -hmm. showing these neutron stars spinning hundreds of light years away or thousands, millions of light years away. And someone asked the, the question uh, to the scientist that was like, you're detecting neutrinos. It was something like, can you tell us all the major sources of neutrinos? that you're detecting stuff from. And the scientist said, 
Um, I'm going to pass on that for now. Ooh, it, was, what? it was a very spooky answer. And it was sort of like everyone, all the other scientists on the panel also, they, every, it was like a knowing, like, they almost laughed. Like, yeah, we're going to hold off on going further on that. Like, because I think the answer might be, holy crap, you will not believe what our neutrino detectors are seeing around us. We mm -hmm. are seeing everything. We're seeing intricate structures. We've seen civilizations. We know which planets in which direction, which star systems have civilizations. And there's also, there's another theory I don't think we've talked about that I need to, uh, I'd like to go over with you if you're ready for a new one. Yes, let's hear it. All right. The, what if I just uh, showed, can I show a news clip? Yeah. Okay. Breaking, breaking news. I don't hear anything. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Okay. Oh. <laughs> see i'm gonna find let me see this is three months ago that's a nine minute one let me see mm. let me see a little short newscast on it um let me see this is discovery club nasa might have all right are you ready i am ready we know more about the solar system than ever before However, more must be discovered. Astronomers believe that there may be a vast, strange planet in the remote regions of our solar system that has not yet been found. This is likely a ninth planet, and no, <gasps> many people are looking for signs of the existence of this fictitious planet beyond Neptune. As part of their hunt for Planet Nine, NASA's Wide Field Infrared Survey Explorer and the NEOWISE mission have used infrared scans to check for a weak heat signature from the planet. Let's take a quick look at some of their discoveries. Several astronomers have proposed that the gravitational pull of a giant, undiscovered planet may account for the odd orbits of certain minor planets in the outer solar system. This is still disputed, and other potential explanations exist for these findings. One possibility is that it is an exotic black hole composed of dark matter. A recent preprint suggests that it could be possible to locate it by looking at the moons it has accumulated through time. That would explain many strange phenomena seen in the Kuiper Belt, objects further out than Neptune. It's not entirely out there to think this hypothetical planet may have snagged a few moons. A population of Pluto-sized bodies known as trans-Neptunian objects populates the space. Yeah, so I'm trying to find one because they, they have evidence of this thing. Scientists have discovered a possible new planet in our solar system. We're identifying a, another planet in our solar system. Well, and it's been very, uh, Caltech has, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, oh, there is the Caltech, that, the Caltech has a good video on it. Let me see, mm -hmm. I'm pulled up. Uh... Let's see, this is it. What we have discovered is that numerous features of the Kuiper Belt, a field of icy debris beyond the orbit of Neptune, can be understood if the solar system possesses an additional ninth planet that resides well beyond the orbits of the known planets. When we looked at the outer solar system, we, we realized that while most of the, the very distant objects, these objects beyond Neptune, beyond Pluto, most of these objects, they all go around the sun and they're all sort of pointing off in all different directions, but the most distant objects all swing out in one direction in, in, in a very strange way that shouldn't happen. We realized yeah. that the only way we could get them to all swing in one all right, look at that picture right now. So we'll, we can just pause it there. Basically, this is old news. This is many years old. They detected that there is possibly a very big 
planet or black hole in a crazy elliptical orbit. And you want to know what the orbit is of this thing? It's 10,000 to 20,000 or, or something like that. It's between 10,000 and 50,000 years. So possibly one explanation that would fit the data is that every 12,000 years, this planet gets close enough to Earth that the beings who live on it or near it are able to interact with Earth in a big, big way. Mm -hmm. And this theory fits everything so perfectly. It also fits that every 12,000 years, there is a disaster scenario because this planet might just interact with us gravitationally. It just might be the gravity impact might displace our crust every 12,000 years creating global catastrophe. I mean, they might not even be able to stop it. There might be nothing that can be done about this planet coming into our solar system and wreaking havoc besides the aliens interacting with us. I mean, maybe every 12,000 years, they get close. They they know this is going to like hurt the planet. So maybe they give some people the option of leaving and going up in a in a spaceship with them. Maybe Maybe they save some beings. Maybe they don't. Um, who knows, but this thing perfectly fits that we might be approaching a, this, it might be just what's happening. Their planet is just about to get close to us again. We're at the 12,000 year mark since the last great flood. And it might be the flood's going to happen and the aliens are going to appear. So well, definitely, uh, especially like the, the waters flowing over Northern Africa, over the eye of Africa, um, happened like 12,000 years ago. Um, major flooding up in uh, uh, the Middle East and in, you know, off the Mediterranean uh, 12,000 years ago. Um, you know, that's very well documented that there definitely something happened at that time period. And the Sumerian mythology that they come every 12,000 years, right, that their gods come every 12,000 years. Um, I know that there is in the Vedic, uh, the um, the Hindu traditions that there are aliens that return, but I don't know if there is a cycle, like what the actual cycle is supposed to be, but that's where their flying ships, the Vimyanas were supposedly came from, right? Yeah. Um, so there is some mythology that supports that there are aliens that come and go, right? Yeah. Um, well, and there is now science that says there seems to very likely be a giant planet or black hole that could fit the bill of Nibiru, this mm -hmm. mythological home planet of, I think, Sumerian legend, Nibiru. Yep. Um, yeah. It's like, we don't have to like pretend we actually have already detected it. And, it, and it's, you know, it's not, doesn't mean the planet has to be the home of the aliens. It could be moons around the planet. Mm -hmm. And it so easily could, you know, it could be dragging comets behind it or something. And those, as it passes, those might like inevitably hit Earth. It's just, and it just might create the comet impacts that, and so we might be approaching, yeah. I think that's another interesting thing that could, they could, you could see the Biden come out and say, we've detected a comet on a collision course with Earth, and now we need all humans on Earth to rally around and form one world government <laughs> and, <laughs> and to, to rally all our money to build ships to stop this uh, comet from like Armageddon or Deep Impact. Like we might, 
Well, we definitely have had a lot of interest in that. You know, Japanese landed on a comet, right? Yeah. They're they're really looking at that. Um, and especially because some some theorists uh, think that the asteroid belt was created by this planet colliding with another uh, planetary body, right? Yeah. So. Oh, it could yeah. be just that. The, the ninth planet Nibiru goes through the asteroid belt. And once it does, it dislodges a bunch of asteroids and stuff. And it just creates a, a hellscape in our solar system. And, and maybe that's what's going to happen. And um, I could see, I mean, that's just like, I mean, the thing is, if we see this planet, we know its trajectory. We should know where it is. We should have that's a good the problem. Idea. They don't know where it is. Well, they they know the orbital path, but they don't know where it is on that path. Well, but if you have three data points of things that were affected by it gravitationally, you should be able to simulate and get a pretty good idea of where it could be. And then you should be able to turn the darn James Webb Space Telescope and literally point at it. There's other videos. They're saying this thing should be able to be seen by actually amateur astronomers if we like had a coordinated effort. So I guarantee the James Webb could get a darn good look at this and probably the neutrino detector at Ice Cube Station, if they just directed it at it, if that thing has nuclear reactions, I bet they can just see it. it the thing is going to look like a giant lit up in the sky planet coming straight into our solar. I mean, and that's what they might be looking at at Ice Cube Station. They might see Nibiru and everything going on on it. And it just might be like, holy crap, what does this mean? And that's actually something Rubio said. He didn't mention this specifically, but one of the things he emphasized in his interview was we are trying to collect all the data we have because they have to put it all together and come up with a flipping narrative to mm -hmm. one, tell everyone in Congress and to tell them. I mean, they have to come up with something. They have to come up with some explanation based on the data. And uh, I don't know what it's going to be. And hopefully they'll just tell the truth because I think the truth, it's bad enough, all the misinformation out there. It's like, hopefully when... Biden and the Congress starts to tell us stuff. They don't like stick some major BS into the mix. Well, those Caltech astronomers, uh, like at the start of the pandemic, they were like, we should be able to see this within a couple of years, right? Yeah. So like, come on, it's been a couple of years now. <laughs> oh my gosh, is it gonna be like, don't look up. We're gonna literally see it in the sky. I think that's what's we're going to literally see this thing dragging comets behind it in the sky with the naked eye. That's, wouldn't that be hilarious if it's literally like it's going to be right there and people are still going to ignore it? Well, that's the thing is that uh, there are definitely objects out in the Kuiper belt that that's um, just outside of our solar, our regular solar system. Um, there are objects out there that are definitely disturbed, that they definitely for sure say are reacting to something, right? Yeah, we have gravitational evidence of this thing. It's like mm -hmm. a fish going through water. We should have great data on where it is and what is, I mean, they should at least be able to tell us, is it near the closest proximity? Like how close is it to its closest proximity to earth? Is it about, like, is it a thousand years away still, or is it 50 years away or three years? I have a feeling it might be three years, but it wouldn't have to get all the way to earth for it to be close enough for the aliens to start interacting with it or earth. I mean, if they well, have- Well, that's my question is how long would it take for ships to go in between, right? It depends on what their technology is. If they've got mm -hmm. anti-gravity technology, it might be 
pretty nifty and easy. Uh, there's yeah. two other things I want to mention, just like uh -huh. make sure we have them in the podcast. Uh, one is with the ice cube station. Another narrative about that station is it can be it can produce neutrinos that it can and those can be turned into an energy weapon that could cause earthquakes, tidal waves. Uh, oh, and, yeah. So that's like another. Um, I, I have a feeling that might be the way they're trying. I mean, if the, say it's just a neutrino detector, it can just see everything. They might say it's an energy weapon in order to discourage, you know, in order to, to give an excuse for why they're protecting it with like super military power. But really, it's not an energy weapon. It's just a detector. I mean, but it might be. It might be an energy weapon. That's one of the possibilities. Um, and the other uh, really important bit of news is Lou Elizondo. Actually, I guess two, I guess two. The new Lou Elizondo is apparently getting very close to publishing his book, and he is for the first. He's been like sleeping for a, a year and a half on Twitter, not saying anything. But suddenly, mm -hmm. he is posting photos of his trips around London and uh, like crazy. And it, it's been leaked that his book is getting ready to come out. And I, I have a feeling he's going to provide us with some uh, narrative context that he thinks is true oh that's, so that's cool yeah, yeah. So that, that could be very big i wouldn't be shocked if these hearings that happen in two weeks if bruce shows up and lou elizondo is a surprise witness i mean that would just like blow the socks off earth um and another thing that happened is commander fravor and ryan graves both navy pilots that have been seen these they just did a podcast together mm -hmm. and uh and they broke, Fravor uh, broke that he knows Graves is about to release a documentary that they both say will be pretty uh, powerful. So that's another thing to sort of keep your eyes open for. It seems like it seems like a perfect storm uh, from all sorts of different angles, this disclosure movement. Like, so. Yeah, definitely looking forward to a lot of things, you know, the legal aspect, uh, people coming forward uh if grush is respected are more people going to come forward right like there's there's so much in the next few months here that yeah oh oh uh, did you see the crazy thing about the reptilian alien on the airplane yes i did it was <laughs> like i didn't even know if that was like a real thing or not like I didn't know. I saw some lady talking about it on TikTok, and yeah. she was she was a psychic, and she was showing footage of some woman just literally wigging out on a plane, saying, "You have to let me out here. You have to let me out right now, right?" Yeah. Um, and I was like, mm, "Is that?" But they didn't actually show in the footage her saying, "There's a reptilian on board" or anything, right? So I was like, "What is actually? Did you see like actual footage where she's saying that?" I. What I heard her say was she was just like one of the last things she said was, I mean, I guess we could play the clip, but she's like, that guy is not real is what she said. And then another guy goes on and he says he was on the plane behind that. And he says that after it happened, after she pointed back at him, this guy in a green hoodie um, is who she apparently was pointing at and saying he's not real and left. He like the guy in the green hoodie, hoodie like looked around to see who was looking at him. And he looked back at this guy and he winked at him. And, but when this guy talked about him winking, he said his eye did not wink up and down. Oh it no. Side to side. <gasps> oh no. Said. And so 
So this story reminds me a lot of the Vegas alien story, the, mm. the Vegas, th it's like, if you think about these two stories, one, they're ridiculous. I mean, it might be true, but it's also sort of weird and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And like this, this airplane story, it only takes three people to participate in it. You just need the woman, the guy, and the woman could be hypnotized. She could just be hypnotized because the guy was apparently not talking to her. She was talking to him and he was just staring mm -hmm. at her and not talking like he was telepathically communicating or had her mesmerized. So, so let's just assume the woman is being manipulated by hypnosis. The guy in the green hoodie and the witness who went forward saying he winked horizontally. That's it. You just need two people. And now you've got a story that is going to be flooding the Twitter space. And, you know, I'm sure CNN and Washington Post are going to cover this because it's stupid and ridiculous, like the alien crashing in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And it also means that now the media airwaves have two stories that you, I'm sure the CIA doesn't care if you look into it. It, it has Vegas UFO crash. So now UFO crash is all over the news because of this one Vegas story. And it mm -hmm. sort of hides in the noise all this Anything UFO crash story. And now you have a woman sees reptilian alien on an airplane. This story is going to completely dominate, just like they did the last 10 years, The this, this weird right-wing thing of talking about the reptilian aliens are really the Democrats. You know, they, they kind of like <laughs> stuck the, this narrative out there into the ether so that when you search and try to understand reptilian aliens, you find you're going to find this story about this airplane incident. And then you're going to find this crazy right wing story that all the Democrats or Hollywood elites are reptilian aliens. And I think those narratives, it's just like that seems like psyop. It's like it's being pushed into the media to make sure it's there to hide the actual truth, which and the truth might be there are reptilian shapeshifter aliens. That might be true. But, you know, this they can sort of hide with this story. I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was a that was another interesting thing that happened. Oh, and then I guess might as well mention one other thing that uh, Twitter is making a big deal about. Uh, this post came out uh, that on Reddit that someone posted on Reddit this huge document, and he, they claimed they were a DNA genetic researcher at a lab that had access to alien bodies, and it just like lists everything, all sorts of details about their genetics and the alien bodies and uh, the films over their eyes, and it sounds extremely plausible um i mean i don't know if it sounds plausible but it seems like it's written by a scientific minded person and people are going crazy about it uh richard dolan commented he said he's he's not he's reserving judgment because it seems like people are looking at it but it 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 could be a insider of the scientific community using reddit as a disclosure tool Mm -hmm. Right, and, and they actually say in the post they're unwilling to go public with Arrow because they don't trust the politicians and the government. They're not going to put. They'd rather just put all the information out on Reddit. And so who knows? We might have a flood of anonymous Reddit posts of just like all the good details, all the well, especially when people have potentially been killed, right? Like, and we know for sure threatened um, and harassed, it's, it's really hard to get legitimate people to come forward, right? Who knows what they've been threatened with? Yeah. And it, it, you know, I mean, and you gotta believe, I mean, I mean, I think it, like I said, I think it goes back to Kennedy. Oh, and I guess I might as well, I don't know if you remember me talking, I'm sure I've talked about this theory, but 
I mean, this is all lining up perfectly for disclosure to happen before, like within the next six months. And I, I just think that the moment disclosure happens, they're going to have to disclose that Kennedy was killed because of this too. I feel like Biden is going to have to do, he's going to have to be like, do his you know, public address, say aliens are real. The CIA was hiding it. There was a dark part of the CIA that was doing this for years. We have arrested this CEO of, of Lockheed Martin. We've arrested this these 100 people because and uh, because we've discovered they actually killed Kennedy and uh, RFK because of this. And I mean, I think this is all going to come out at the same time. And do you know what that's going to do to the campaign of RF Kennedy Jr.? I mean, he is going to become the ultimate hero candidate of the, you know, populace because of, I mean, he's already going around saying he knows the CIA killed his uh, uncle. He, he's yeah. not positive about his dad, but he knows who killed his dad, like the guy. Um, but it, yeah, it's like, okay, have you, you should like- I have, uh, I have been following that and I, and you know, he says he wants to run for president so he is running for president he's running yeah. for president and he's he's got over 20 percent right now and it, you know what this is my deep deep theory this is my this is my theory about biden and obama i don't think biden is actually planning on running for president again i think biden is going to fall on his sword he's going to let he's not even running in new hampshire and south carolina like biden is not participating in the primary i heard this in new hampshire and south carolina what? So he's literally going to let Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and whatever other, you know, scuff uh, politicians take the first two primaries and get all this momentum. Because I think alien disclosure may happen even before these primaries. And so he's just going to let himself get destroyed. So like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to come out victorious and have all this momentum and and maybe even Biden just planning on losing to him. He's just going to let RFK Jr. have this amazing conquer of Biden in the primaries and Biden will fall on his sword on alien disclosure. He'll do everything that you have to do appropriate to 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 make this disclosure thing happen and then just leave office. Let RFK become the hero candidate because if you look at Obama, mm -hmm. there's this clip of Obama where they say he was like you know, saying RFK Jr. is no threat to Biden and um, and uh, there's no serious threat to Biden. But if, if you look at it, just sort of like, see, is Obama re is saying anything mean about RFK Jr.? Is he actually disparaging him in any way? Or is he really just gently, he's almost taunting everyone on the right and the left to support RFK Jr. by saying, oh, he can't touch Biden. You know, I don't see any serious you know, people supporting, R he's, it, but he's not, he's not disparaging RFK Jr. It'll be so easy for Obama and Biden to go like, you know what, actually we support this guy. But after they let Biden fall on his sword and um, RFK take him out in the primaries, like a prize fighter, it'll be like a glorious story. You know, mm -hmm. if he beats Biden in the primaries, it's a great, it'll create so much momentum. Anyways, that's my theory. I, I think, I think Biden, Obama, and RFK Jr. I think they have a secret plan to just like let this let this play out in the perfect way for RFK to be the the UFO disclosure, defeating Biden, you know, Kennedy assassination, um, healing President K. 
candidate. And all, and I'm sure it's all because they're hoping they can beat Trump because they're not sure. Even if they have the greatest candidate in history, Trump is a is a tough opponent, and there'll be nothing like RFK Jr. versus Trump in a debate. I mean, that yeah. would be like the greatest popcorn eating thing. If alien, just, I mean, even if they did it today, you'd have to talk about aliens. There's no way they could debate today without talking about the Bush and yeah. everything. And the congressmen, if you listen to all those congressmen and senators, their interview about this issue, they are, it's funny, they are not yet calling out Biden. They, they're calling out Clinton and Obama. They're calling out previous mm -hmm. presidents. They, they, they're not yet, because I think they're actually being, I think Biden has probably told them at some point he's going to have to go public in there. It's don't call me out until it's time, you know, until it's time for this to, to all break. Right, yeah, so it just it doesn't make a ton of sense uh, why Biden would not be participating in those primaries. But yeah, it's a it only makes sense if it's part of uh, purposely helping RFK Jr. That's how it makes sense. Otherwise, it's sort of yeah. I don't think I don't think it makes sense otherwise. I mean, he's, you know. There's a lot of people on the Republican side that have stepped up though. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Trump actually gets the um, wins his primary or not, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that'll be <clears throat> fascinating. But I mean, the more fascinating thing is that they none of the presidential candidates have mentioned the alien topic yet. It's like, and it's we got congressmen talking. But well, Rubio is a former presidential candidate. If Rubio just was mm -hmm. running, then we could it would be in the debate. But oh man, I cannot wait for the first you know, Republican, I mean, you can't, if you want to be president, why wouldn't you grab this issue? This is the greatest slam dunk issue in history. And I think it's because they are all playing ball with each other. They're like, once we let the floodgates down, we're and you know, CNN, Washington Post, then we all start talking. If they have any idea what to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any idea. It's, it's going to be kind of a the Republican uh, process will be really funny. I think I'm I'm really oh, yeah. looking forward to watching how that how that plays out, right? And I yeah, and also with the uh, you know the law stuff that um, Trump is going through his legal his legal problems right now, right? Yeah, I lost my Twitter space off of the laptop. The laptop went to sleep. Oh, well, we're still. Uh, Still cranking. Okay. We still have one listener and only one troll <laughs> jumped in, you know. So I was I was able to see it, but now it's gone. I'm restarting it. Um, but I am gonna have to go soon. Um yes. Yeah, we can wrap up. Why don't you uh do we what do we do to wrap up? Yeah, How I've got okay, we ready to wrap up? Yeah. Uh lots of stuff today though. That uh, lots of fun stuff today. Um okay. Uh, what's going to be our call to action today? Let's see. We've sent people to my Twitter. We've sent people to Antarctica. <laughs> um, let me see. Should we tell, is there someone in particular we should tell everyone to, uh, talk, like send a, a message to who would, who would we want to prod on earth? If you're well, a Catholic, I think you should be asking your priest, what does yeah. the Vatican do about this but and if know. the congressmen 
that are your congressmen are participating, thank them, right? Uh, oh, how about my, uh, how about, sorry, how about my petition? I made a petition that asked for all elected leaders on earth to oh, swear they are not under alien control. And I'm the only elected leader on earth to sign it so far. I think someone else may have made a petition like it also, and they got like hundreds of people to sign it. But uh, we can like, maybe those two petitions, we'll put links out. Feel free, anyone, to just sign and say you're not under alien control so that we can start to establish who do we trust. Yeah, who we trust is important. Um, so yeah, that's our call to action today is uh, I, Margaret Howe, am not under alien control. Uh, thank <laughs> you for being part of our Beyond Humanity podcast today. Uh, join us next week. Uh, we'll be doing another one about the same time. And don't be afraid of the truth. Ah, What's the truth they're hiding? Will it stay with the private sector? Or will it rebound? Will it hide it in the morning? Take a turn into the afternoon Feel the truth that is slipping away Don't believe it's coming back soon the secret's not in Congress Or elected ones we trust In private hands it dwells Do you know what it is?